Hello, and welcome to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. Today, we will be opening up the Salt and Light Hope Chest and pulling out some of our favorite conversations. First off, we learn about the Truth and Life Bible download and app. And singer-songwriter Chris Bray tells us about his trip to the Dominican Republic with Compassion Canada. In our second half hour, we speak about the importance of family with focus on the family's Tim Sisserich. And we meet featured artist Tori Harris. We begin now with the Truth and Life Bible. Just last week, I was meeting with some parishioners and they were expressing how frustrated they get when trying to read the Bible. I can't understand it or it's too long. Those seem to be the two main complaints. And I always tell people that we need to read the Bible but also study it. We need to read it with a guide. And there are a lot of resources out there to help you do just that. And now there's a new app and resources. It's called the Truth and Life Bible that may be exactly what you're looking for. And to tell us all about it, I'm now joined by executive producer Michael Stark. Mike, welcome to the program. Hi, Deacon Pedro. It's uh, great to be here. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to share our Absolutely. audio Bible app with your audience. Absolutely. So the Truth and Life Bible, what is it? Well, what it is, is originally we, uh, we made an audio Bible, which is uh, the New Testament, right. only the New Testament, using uh, well-known celebrities from all over uh, English-speaking countries, from uh-huh. the U.K. to uh, the States and, and beyond, yeah. um, to, uh, to voice the, uh, the people that are in the New Testament. Right. And it, is, it has grown into a, a Catholic toolbox, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, we, made an, we made an app. Um, after the CDs came out, and it has turned into uh, what we're going to talk about on the show today. Yeah, so so the 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 audio Bible is one thing, and people can purchase that as as an audio Bible. And I'm sure, actually, I know that they play it on some radio stations, even Spirit Radio. Some of our listeners of Spirit Radio, I know they listen to to that audio Bible in the new book, the the Good News Club. Um, so that's right. one thing, right? And people can just buy yeah, those CDs. Better. So if people wanted to buy the audio Bible, they can do that, right? That still exists. Yes, they can, they can buy the CDs at a number of different uh, locations. Um, we hope they're in the Catholic bookstores across the, uh, across the country. Yeah. Um, and it's also available online at a number of different places. Okay, yeah, and we're going to leave people with that website. So that's one thing. Now, now the app, because not to get people confused, the Truth and Life Bible app, how is that different? Well, the CDs are just that. They're CDs. It's like anything else. If you buy an album or whatever uh, on a CD, and that's what you get. Yeah. An app is, uh, is a very interactive uh, device or, or application is what they're called. Yeah. It goes on your device where you can, you can navigate through the Bible. Um, we have added the text of the Old Testament uh-huh. as well as the New Testament. Uh, you have an index where you just tap, like at the top of the page, let's say uh, at the beginning of Genesis 1-1, you tap on that, and you'll get a drop-down grid uh-huh. of every chapter, all 73 chapters, and you just tap on whatever book you're looking to go to. Let's say you're going to John. Then all of a sudden you'll get a drop-down of the chapters. Uh-huh. And let's say you go to 2. Then you get a drop-down of the um, verses. Let's say you go to 3, and uh, you're at the wedding in Cana. Okay. And that, it works tap, 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 or click, click, click. You're where you want to be in seconds. So it's really easy to navigate. Now, the, the version that I have, I can also uh, listen to it being read. So is that 
how to, that's available for all for everyone. Is that the same audio? That's the yes. CDs. Yes, it's the same audio. What we've done with the app is we're giving people the free portion of it comes with the complete text of the Bible, the index, the search tool, and a lot of wonderful links, which we'll get into later. Uh-huh. Um, and you get the audio of Mark. We're giving people a sample. Okay. Sort of like uh, Sirius XM Radio does. We get a little sample of the. Uh, of the Bible, which is two hours, the complete Gospel of Mark, which is the first uh, chapter to be read during this year's Lent, uh-huh. so you can read and listen to, because the text is synced up with the audio, so what's being read is being highlighted, Yeah, and you can listen to it, and um, yeah, read, read the along. Gospel yeah. of Mark for free, and okay. then you can purchase the rest for an additional nineteen ninety-five, or I think it's nineteen ninety-nine in Canada, they want the extra four cents. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so people, if people wanted the full audio, if they wanted that experience, they can read along uh, um, they can purchase the full audio. Now, tell me about the links, because I know there's it's not just the text of the Bible. So what other uh, 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 links or resources are there available with, with the app? Well, uh, we've got uh, Zenith, which is the Catholic news agency out of Rome. Uh, mm-hmm. Very good friend of mine, Father uh, Jim Mulford, who is the publisher and founder of Zenith, yep. allows you to get into his website and you can link up... Uh, in whatever language you are speaking, whether it's French or Spanish or English or whatever, it's all available to you on the Zenit Agency uh, website, which will tell you what's going on around the world. Yeah, so Zenit Then we have News. Father Barron. Everybody knows and loves Father Barron. Father and Robert Barron, yeah, Word on Fire. And, yeah. and his, his website's there, and you can listen to his commentary, you can watch his videos, you can read his blogs, his articles. That's all there as well. Uh-huh. Um, then you have... The Archdiocese of Chicago's homepage, which is going to be changed out for the daily readings eventually. Um, okay. We're working on a couple of wonderful new things, and uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. But one of the things we're, we're looking to put in there is the daily readings, um, and we're working with uh, EW10 and the USCCD on that okay. um, to get the daily readings. Um, uh-huh. Then you have Word Made Clear, which is Father Jim McElhone, who many know uh, around here as you know, the renowned biblical scholar and expert. He is the uh, uh, director of the biblical formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago, and he's made this website, which basically is a Bible study, half-hour segments, which tell you who these portrait painters are. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark, Luke, and Johnny tells you who they are, why they wrote it, when they wrote it, or what they were talking about, and also the biblical origins of the Mass. So it basically explains the Mass to people that are like, why, why are we using consubstantial now, and why is it with right. the Spirit? He explains all of that in, in simple, easy-to-understand uh, formats, and he also has maps and charts and all kinds of cool stuff in there. And last, but certainly not least, is Jeff Cavins, The Great Bible Adventure, oh, yeah. which gives you a timeline. So with our app, which starts with the cornerstone, which is the Bible, uh-huh. you add to that Jeff Cavins, who tells you when, Father Barron, who tells you all about Catholicism, Father Macklin, who tells you who, uh-huh. and then you've got uh, the addition of, uh, of Zenit, some of the Southern material that will help you in your faith with, Beautiful. with other aspects. Beautiful. So those are the, those resources or guides that are going to help people read through the Bible as well right. as nourish their faith. Now, so all that comes with this app. Sounds like it's expensive. Uh, it sounds like it's free. <laughs> really? All of that, all that's free. Uh, I know there's an app out there right now that uh, explains the mass to people. And I think it's twenty five dollars. Mass explained, yeah. No, the only thing, the only thing that costs money on our app is if you decide you wish to purchase the additional twenty hours of audio for the New Testament. Uh-huh. That is available 
for purchase as is, and we just finished this up late here, the Ignatius, the official Ignatius Study Bible. Uh-huh, yes. And that is also available for 19.95. but if you buy that as well as the additional audio combined, it's $29.95, uh, so there's 20 Five percent discount for purchasing them both at the same time, which makes sense. Right, right. But if people don't want that, they can get the app with all the links, all the resources, the text of the Old and the New Testament, all the books, all that for free. Uh, along with the audio of Mark. Along Correct. with the audio of Mark, of course. Okay, so Lent. It's starting up next week. There's a challenge. Tell me about DownloadJesus.com. Well, what we've got is... Um, a gentleman by the name of Michael Wick, he runs the is director of the Institute on Religious Life. Uh-huh. He came to me and said, look, why don't we create a playlist for Lent? Because so many times at Lent, people walk into Mass on Wednesday, and they don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to give up? I don't know, uh, junk food or, 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 or booze or, you know, yeah. whatever you want to give up. It's kind of like a New Year's resolution. Yes. And he said, you know, it's time that we... We give back to the Lord. We know Jesus better. And he's right. You know, that's what Pope Francis is preaching on a daily basis, is know the Gospels, know the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if you spend 10 minutes a day with this program, which is already outlined, mm-hmm. you read each day, two chapters a day, you'll read all four Gospels by Holy Saturday. Beautiful. All four. Beautiful. And at that point... If you miss a day, it's not like you had a hamburger and you gave up junk food and you say, oh, I'm sorry, I'll do a better job next year. Uh-uh-uh. It's a very forgiving program. You're allowed <laughs> to read twice as much tomorrow. The goal is to read all four Gospels during Lent. Yes. And we would prefer people to do it every day. And if they can get up in the morning, and you know, especially the first part, Mark, you can listen to it. Put mm-hmm. the uh, iPad or your smartphone or whatever on your kitchen table, press play, and uh, make your toast, get some juice or coffee, and, and, and start your day it. that way, rather than listen to the radio. Beautiful. And even more importantly, I think, is if we can encourage families to do this together. Mm-hmm. Catholic parenting. Get, get back to the family uh, together for at least a little while. Start your day off together, listen to the gospel, and then go off on your day. And, you know, it gets you in the right frame of mind for a, for a successful day. Beautiful. Okay, Mike, that's a lot of information. I, I, I know people are listening, and, uh, and I know that you're driving. You're on your way from Chicago to Detroit. So um, we're going to leave it there, but we're going to leave all this information with everybody so that they know if truth and life, if they put it in their search engine, they'll find it, but it's truthandlifeapp.com, correct? That or, as we've discussed, download download.com if you're, if you're absent-minded. It's pretty easy to go easy to, to remember. I know. Com as well. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Michael, for all the work that you've done for, for making it available for free. I know that that takes a lot of effort and a lot of support from a lot of people that are helping you. So thank you for that. And, uh, and, and uh, thanks for the challenge, the Latin challenge. One, I have one last thing I want to add, Deacon Pedro, yes. and, and that is that we've added uh, Spanish text for this ah, program. Yes. Uh, very important. Uh, it has not been available till now, and we are putting the fishing touches on that, and that will be something that if you have the app already, you'll you'd be informed that there is a, an upgrade. It doesn't cost anything. It's just going to be a different landing page, and you can have it in Espanol. So, so same thing. Download Jesus, DownloadJesus.com, but we'll, we'll have the Spanish option for people like me. The option for Spanish, uh, text only, and just the four Gospels right now. We will have the uh, rest of the 69 books later in the year. Excellent. Hopefully soon. Oh, that's great okay. news. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. God bless you, and uh, 
Happy Lent to everybody. Thank you. Michael Stark is a producer of Truth and Life Dramatized Audio Bible and the Truth and Life app. You can learn more uh, about that and, and actually download the app at truthandlifeapp.com. And here now is our featured artist of the week, Chris Bray, with We Receive from his album, Let Hope Arise. And on the night he was betrayed, he broke bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me We receive, we receive The body of Christ broken for all We receive, we receive His precious blood Jesus said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. For as often as you eat it and drink, proclaim his death till he comes. We receive, we receive. was Chris Bray with We Receive from his album Let Hope Arise. Last we heard from Chris Bray, he had just put out a a new single, Hope Arise. The album Let Hope Arise went on to win the Gospel Music Association's Covenant Award for Modern Worship Album of the Year in 2011. 
But since then, he's put out another album, Beloved Child of God, whose title track topped the Christian radio charts in Canada for several weeks. Chris is doing well in the music front, but he also just came back from the Dominican Republic on a trip with Compassion Canada. And to tell us all about that, and of course, about some of his music, I'm now joined by Chris Bray. Chris, welcome back to the Salt and Light Hour. Oh, thanks. I'm happy to be here. So, why did you go to the Dominican Republic? Well, my wife, Katie, and I, we've been uh, partnering with a great organization called Compassion Canada for Uh a number of years. And uh, the work that they do is in child development. And so we've really had this desire to want to go and to see exactly what it is, the work that they do in the field and with their programs specifically in various different countries. And so we've been asked for a number of years, and it just hasn't worked out. But finally, this past February, we were able to go on a mission trip with uh, with compassion to the Dominican Republic, and uh, we actually got to meet a little girl that we sponsor as a family there, okay. and uh, and see the work that they do in lots of different communities, and and uh, it was just incredible. So when you really s- awesome. when you say that they they focus on child development, but you sponsored a child, so it's a child sponsorship program, or is it more than just that? Yeah, it is. Um, most people, when they think of that, a child sponsorship program, they think of, well, you know, you're helping the child. Which yes. Is great. And you are. And you're, you know, that's what, you know, your money, your resources, and your prayer support and all that is going towards. But what we found when we went and we experienced this, and we not only got to meet the children, but also the projects and the, the church communities and the families and everything, and we, we kind of realized that, you know, by helping this one child, it's sort of ending the cycle of poverty. Mm-hmm. And it's not only helping the child, but it's bringing the gospel message into the family as well, and that affects the entire community. And so we, what we saw is because people are, are saying yes and, and helping and, and choosing to sponsor this child, that an entire family and an entire community is being transformed because of it. And that was just really incredible to see. So do they do they have mission trips that people can go, or you just got a chance to go because because you're, you're famous Chris Bray? <laughs> uh, well, they they do uh, facilitate trips. Like if people sponsor someone, and they they have, you know they wanted to go meet their sponsor meet their, child yeah. or, or whatever. They they do facilitate those types of things. Um, and but the reason that we went specifically is we went with a group of artists from Canada. Okay. Um, and yeah, and so that in itself was really neat. You know, just having a week that, to connect as artists and being able to. Uh, just to share what we felt was really w- impacting us throughout the week, and and yeah, it just was a great opportunity that way as well. So was it like a like a music experience too that you you had the chance <laughs> to, to play? It was, and you know, it was really humbling too because we they're so gracious there and yeah. they're so loving and so charitable and and uh, we would go and visit some of these churches and they would invite us up and as almost like honored guests because oh well, you know we're all yes. the way from Canada and you know we're these you know these music artists and they would invite us up and we would share a song with them and and that would be great and then their worship team would get up and yes. they would just blow, blow you us away. out of the water with their <laughs> talent and their rhythm and it was yes. incredible. They'd put us to shame. It yes. was awesome. Yes. And it was so cool to see um, God working in people. Um, you know, a lot of times we get spoiled with, with our, our North American mentality of what our expectation of worship is and and uh-huh. we we have we have so much and what Katie and I really realized through this trip is that 
you know, these people, they have so little by our standards, but they have so much joy and yes. so much love. And we, we didn't understand it at first. And, and then we kind of realized that, well, we're the ones that are deprived, <laughs> you know, and, yes. and, and we're the ones that we're, we're missing out on, on this deep, true, authentic faith that mm-hmm. we saw in the faces of so many people there. Yeah. Now, were, uh, were all the artists Christian artists? Yep. So yeah, on our it, trip, yes. Yeah, okay. Were. But it, it, because it, presume is it a Christian organization, Compassion Canada? They're, they're it is, focusing yeah. on. So the, this is one of the reasons why we really uh, felt called to get behind this because it's not it's not just about giving people food and nourishment mm-hmm. and things that are important to survive. That's that's important stuff. But uh, what they do is they the, the gospel message in Christ is really the center of what this organization is all about. Right. And so it's giving them the opportunity to learn about something that's eternal. Mm-hmm. And, and that really for us, when evangelization is part of it, that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's why we can really get passionate about it and get behind it. Good. Sounds, sounds good. Mm-hmm. So people can find out, I guess they can just go in and type in Compassion Canada and they can find out more about that yep. organization. Um, I want to ask you a little bit, I know beloved child of God, um, I've been. I know I've been listening to the album for several months, probably a year now, um, but we haven't had a chance to talk. So, um, tell us about that album. What's new about that album for you? Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's an. It's another season of writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I really when I try to, when I write music and songs, I, I want to write songs that will lead people closer to God, and, and not only that, but. I want to write songs that people can use that are functional, yeah. you know, so, so if they're worshiping God yes. or they're driving in their car or if they're, you know, singing them in a church or whatever, I want them to be able to actually use these songs to mm-hmm. worship God as a tool. Yeah. And, and I think, so yeah. and that's really what the album is about. Now the theme, beloved child of God, um, I had, I had this pastor, Father Graham Keep, uh, for yeah. a lot of years. Yeah. I know Graham and, really well. Yeah. Yeah. And he's great. He's amazing. And he, he would always preach. Uh, I felt like almost every Sunday about how we are beloved children of God, and yeah. it's something that really stuck with me, you know. And and I think a lot of times we can, as Christians, we can complicate our faith and we can add these layers of complexity to it and, mm-hmm. and distance ourselves from God. We can, and you know, we have these distractions too, whether it's Facebook or yeah. or TV or academics or whatever sports, and and we can, we do all these things. Everyone is really busy all the time, you know, and. And uh, and really, God just so desires for us to know who we are, to kind of take that step back and pause for a moment and just recognize who we are in His eyes, and it's His beloved children. And that's, you know, I just thought that would be a, a really cool theme that I wanted people to know, mm-hmm. you know a message to get out. Mm-hmm. I think what you said about you, you wanting your, or, or that your hope is that your music is functional, I, I think you, you do that really well, because you're one of the few artists that I find that that I can listen to the music and I can think, oh, this would be great for, for adoration or this would be great as a communion hymn or, you know, like I mm-hmm. really can, can hear the song and think, oh, I can use this. It's not just me listening to it in the car and that's, that's good use too. Um, but it's also more than just that so I, I keep doing it because you're, you're doing good, good work and I love the message of Beloved Child of God. I'm, I'm glad that it, it was Father Graham <laughs> who put that in your heart because <laughs> he's a good man. Um, he is, um, yeah. And, you know, we, we need to remember to tell our kids that to our own children. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so anything new? I, I know you're writing songs all the time probably, but any plans for a new album or anything coming down the pipes? You know, I, I'm, uh, I don't have anything solidified yet. I'll be working towards a new album probably within a year or so. Uh-huh. 
Um, it just depends on timing. And my wife and I are actually having our fourth baby Beautiful, uh, yes. in June. Yes. So another girl will have four girls. Um, <laughs> so I had to, I actually had to cancel a few events oh. that I had going on and rework some things in my schedule. And, okay. and so, um, but it's been, it's good. It's all good. I, you know, got nice. lots of great stuff coming up and, um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's great. You know, it's, God is, uh, really, uh, I felt like he's just really blessed ministry and Mm -hmm. i feel blessed to be able to do what i do uh and call it a job Mm -hmm. you know quote unquote yeah Yeah, it's true you're (laughs) right you know it's when you do something that um when you do something that is just so satisfying and so fulfilling it doesn't matter if you're exhausted and tired and up until three in the morning or or whatever you know you have that satisfaction you know Mm. you can there's honor and there's pride that you can take in doing God's will and what He has for you, and I think when you you finally you find that groove and you're attentive to that, and that that's really what I'm striving for. And it might change tomorrow, but um, I, I feel like He just really blesses that, and, and I feel blessed to to be able to do what I love. So. Amen. And you you mm-hmm. are blessed actually. So um, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Um, congratulations on to you and Katie on on number four, and I guess it's number five because you're sponsoring a little girl in the Dominican Republic. So yeah, number of, six. Yeah, we have uh, oh, you have Emily two? in the Dominican, we have Mariana <laughs> in Colombia. So yeah, oh, our growing family. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, yeah. uh, stay in touch, okay, Chris? All right, that sounds great. Thanks yeah, a God lot. Bless. You can find out more about Chris Bray and book him for your parish or event and buy his music at his website, chrisbraymusic.com. Here he is now with You Are More Powerful from his album, Beloved Child of God. Everything we have belongs to you All that we do, you let us do work all things for our good You are more powerful, you are more wonderful Jesus, Jesus You are the first and last Bring home all the outcasts Jesus, Jesus, you are. 
That was Chris Bray with You Are More Powerful from his album, Beloved Child of God. You're listening to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. Check out our website at saltandlighttv.org radio. Can we deny that family is an important aspect of our lives? In all cultures, in all societies, all of us are born into families. But in this day and age, with all that we know, can we say that we know exactly what family is and whether family still matters in today's society. That's the focus of the new documentary, Irreplaceable, produced by Pine Creek Entertainment and Focus on the Family. The film follows Tim Sisserich as he travels around the world trying to figure out what family really means. And to tell us more, I am now joined on the line all the way from New Zealand by Tim Sisserich. Tim, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Thank you very much for having me on. What a great introduction. So before we talk about the actual film, can you um, maybe bring our listeners up to speed about the work that you do and the work of Focus on the Family? Sure. Um, I, up until uh, September last year, I was the CEO of Focus on the Family New Zealand. Uh-huh. Um, after September, the project that we've been working on, the family project and the documentary that goes with it, Irreplaceable, uh, consumed so much of my time, actually, that, I, that now that has become my primary focus for the next wee while. Um, focus on the family has been around for the last 30-plus years, and its job or role has been to help families thrive. And um, we believe that God has a prin- principles where family is concerned, where marriage is concerned, and so it's biblical principles and a biblical worldview of family that we're trying to help people understand is the, is the best approach. So we do that through radio, through books, through um, basically any sort of media we can get on to, our hands on to. This is our first uh, attempt to try and do it through a documentary. Yeah, I think a lot of our listeners, especially in the United States, would be familiar with the work of Focus on the Family, um, especially the radio program. Um, so I, I mentioned earlier, we, we all we all born into families. We all, most of us, live in some sort of family. I think most people would say, well, I know what a family is. Why do we need a feature-length documentary to tell us the meaning of family? Well, you know, the question was more what's wrong with the family today. And Focus on the Family, as, as I just mentioned, has been around a long time, helping families thrive. But when it came to a theology of the family, we didn't really have anything. And, and as we looked around the church, the church didn't seem to have anything that, that the average layperson could actually get their hands on and actually be able to say, this is a theology for family. This is some conversation I can have with people that are unchurched about issues to do with the family. So I can talk about things now that from a, how family impacts society, impacts culture, from a social point of view, not just a biblical or theological point of view. And so, so really we wanted to take an honest look and say, what is wrong with the family? And what can we do as Christians to try and help that? So, so really the investigation um, was something that I think we've never done before. So it, it made, the, made the documentary far more important. How did you come up with, with the concept? I mean, I know it's the work of Focus on the Family, but to think of doing it, and I don't want to say that it's a secular approach, but in the sense that you're open to hearing different points of view and, 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 inf- and how that informs, in fact, I think the biblical uh, point of view, or, or if we can say that there's a design by God for the family. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, 
So we've been working on um, the family project, which is a twelve group, small group, a uh, twelve week small group um, DVD based yes. um, project that is for, for churches to use. And really, uh, off the back of the, the the Truth Project, there was a there was a conversation in there about family and God's design for family and the fact that we're part of this incredible plan that that God had in mind before the foundation of the earth. And we had some some people working on it and trying to trying to help us get our head around what this actually would look like. And when we were putting it together, the project is great, but it had at the beginning it had a tendency to be a bit sort of um, almost theologically deep, but too deep for for someone like me, the average man. And so as we were looking at it, we said, how do we make it more accessible? And and the approach actually about about using a, a, a documentary to help start that conversation was actually um, brought up by a, a team in, in California actually who make um, make movies. They just said, why don't you make a film about this? And that will actually give you the opportunity to reach a whole lot of people you never would have reached before. And it also starts a conversation. Um, at the beginning, uh, in a way that is that is relatable to to the average person. And why why approach it from what's wrong with the family rather than the other way around? What's what's <laughs> right with the family? You know, to be honest with you, and I don't like saying this out loud, but it was actually probably arrogance that that <laughs> really that's on my part. Um, I I was of the of the view that I, I was a Christian. I've been brought up in a Christian home. My wife was a Christian. We were raising Christian kids who were going to a Christian school. I worked for a Christian organization that had been around a long time helping people with Christian values. So I really thought, uh, and as I said, I don't like saying this out loud, but I really thought that if people raised their kids like I raised my kids, the world would be a better place. So really the question was, on my part, if we can help people understand what's wrong with the family, then we can then point to what's right. Focus on the family's point of view around this whole conversation was let's really take an honest look at the issues that are affecting family today. And once we can establish what those issues are, then we can really bring about bring the, the help and the change that would help a family thrive. Through the process of the documentary, we came to this um, amazing place where, where we realized, well, I realized that my view uh, of Tim Sisrich's family being the right way to go was, was the wrong approach. And actually that most people really do want to have a healthy family. Most people want to raise kids that are loving and caring and, and they want to have great relationships with their spouse. So, so actually your question is a great question, um, but it, it also helped us though to highlight, hey look, if we really want to have a look at what's right with the family, that's actually where the approach needs to be. We need to start there. And that's what the family project, the curriculum that is following the documentary is really all about. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about the amazing uh, aspects of family uh, when it comes to marriage and parenting and men and women and the design of them and God's plan for them and how that God wants to use family as the bedrock and um, as the sort of the, the center point of culture and society. So your question is a great question, um, but I think it just shows the honesty of our of our approach when we when we went into it in the first place. No, and that makes sense. I mean, you you, you need a departure point, and it's good to find a point where we can all agree. I think you, you don't have to be a Christian to look at family and see when it doesn't work right. Um, so tell me a little bit more about the the actual family project. It's going to be it's a DVD based curriculum that we can do in schools, parishes. How would that work? Yeah. So. 
the the uh, the family project basically folks on the family produced um, the 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 truth project, which was a about worldview. It looked at worldview uh, generally speaking, and it was really deep, and it was for it was for churches to do in their parish, um, for fam- husbands and wives to get together and do it, or couples to get together and go through it. And and there was so much of a response on uh, the aspect of family that focused on the family decided to drill down into the issue of family and come up with a theology of family. And so when we were filming the documentary and talking to the experts around the globe, we also filmed the um, the, the curriculum for the family project. So it's about 20 to 25 minutes of DVD uh, content followed by what we call small group discussions. So you get a, a, a leader's guide and you get some, uh, a couple of, a journal each, and you can go through and you can talk about the issues that are raised mm-hmm. in the, the, day, the, the, the day's worth of curriculum. And so it can be done, as I said, at home, just with you and your spouse, or it can be done as a parish. It can be done, uh, you could do it, uh, in fact, that's, that's probably the most ideal way to do it mm-hmm. for, for someone who has a little bit of an understanding on how to lead a group which uh, I think I think you'd have to acknowledge that most most Christians have a have a fairly good understanding on how to run a group. They just have to put the DVD on, they watch it, and then they talk about it. And the beauty of it is that we actually look at how God designed uh, men and women, God designed, and we look at theology and say, this is what it says in Scripture, and this is how it plays out in culture. So when a when a man takes his rightful place like God designed it, this is how it plays out in culture. This is what it means for a man to stay around in the home. This is what it means for a, the value of a woman and her role and, and the role that God has given her. And that was from the foundations of the, of, of creation. Mm-hmm. Well, Tim, I, I I hope everyone is as as excited excited as I am about this. I, I watched the the film. I'm going to watch it again in in Houston next week on May six. Um, and I'm very excited about the project. I'm looking forward to getting those DVDs from my parish and, and wherever I can get them. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. Pass on to the folks at Focus, Focus on the Family everywhere. You guys are doing great work. It's been a great pleasure having you on the program. Thank you so much for having me, and thanks so much for, um, for, for letting people know about this. We really believe that it's a, uh, it's a vital part of our Christian development, and um, so we're excited to be part of the project. Tim Sisarich is a storyteller and a freelance documentary filmmaker in New Zealand. That's where we reached him on the line. He works closely with Focus on the Family to create media that motivates people to help themselves, their families, and their communities. Here now is our featured artist of the week, Tori Harris, with Fields of Gold from her album Sweet Dolore. Until it rains 
of gold oh, Fields of gold That was Tori Harris with Fields of Gold. Tori Harris is probably one of the newest, freshest voices in the world of contemporary Catholic music. At only 25 years old, she already has had a song on the iTunes U.S. Top 100 Gospel Chart. Her single, Face to Face, was selected to appear in the upcoming OCP Spirit and Song Hymnal. And this summer, her music will be heard in the up-and-coming feature film, Hoovy. Tori spends her time traveling across the United States from life teen camps to parish missions and conferences to Catholic universities. Um, she has been featured as a guest on SiriusXM, on EWTN, on Catholic TV in Boston, Relevant Radio. And today, she's here with me on the Salt and Light Hour. So, Tori, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much, Deacon Pedro. I'm so excited to be here. Thank it you. It is. So good to finally have you on the program. So, um, question I ask everybody the first time they're on the show what was it like growing up in the Harris household? Oh, it was a mess, um, oh. and it was a joyful mess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I have three sisters. Well, I'm one of three sisters, mm-hmm. and so I think our favorite game was to play dress-up, and then when my parents got home from work, force them to watch whatever terrible play that we had come up with. Um, and they always sat in the den and watched us with uh, eager anticipation. So. Right. Um, it was a lot of a lot of joyful uh, showing off. <laughs> uh-huh. So a lot of performing. Was there was there a lot of music? There was there was a lot of music. Um, my dad's a drummer. Oh. Um, he's an architect professionally, but uh, yeah. for fun he played drums. And so there was a drum kit in the house and a piano and a guitar. And um, I don't think we were very skilled musicians as children. <laughs> we thought we were. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we were constantly like adding um, our what we thought was really great music into our performances. Right. Did you have to take lessons? I did. I did. Yeah. I'm uh, not a natural talent. i definitely <laughs> the fruit of a lot of um, really skilled musicians helping me out. So your parents had like forced you three to take piano lessons kind of thing when you were growing up or? No, they didn't force. We, <laughs> we really wanted okay. it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we were really excited um, because, okay, so the thing about piano is w- I come from a really big Catholic family. And yeah. On the holidays, everyone would come over to the house, and what's a better opportunity to be the center of attention than if you know how to play all the Christmas songs of on course, the piano? Of course, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I wish it were a more humbling answer, but no, no, no we, that's good. We that, just really liked, we, we really enjoyed parties and that's good and playing dress up and, and having people sing along, and so uh, taking great. music lessons was something we really uh-huh. looked forward to. So, so you said it was a, a very big Catholic family. Was it a faith? Like, was there a lot of faith? Did you have to go to mass every Sunday? I, I, you know, um, it was big. There was a lot of faith. I wouldn't say that we had to go to West. We, we did. We wanted yeah, to. Okay. Um, I, went, I went to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Uh, ma- I don't know. Mass was really fun. I hear, I hear a lot of stories from kids my age that didn't really enjoy the church experience when they were growing up. But yeah. I, I think I grew up with, um, with really excellent parents. Our, my priest growing up was amazing, and we were oh, good friends. When my little blessing. sister turned four, yeah. he came over to our house to bless her birthday cake. Nice. So. <laughs> Nice, nice. That's you what know, that's what priests and deacons do when they want cake. Yeah, <laughs> we thought it was because he liked our sister, but <laughs> no, I'm that, sure I'm sure great. it was for the vanilla cake. <laughs> so you had so you had a really good church experience. You're you're right. A lot of people don't. Um, um, did you did you sing in the choir? Were part of a music group at church? 
I did. I sang in the choir. Uh, I was not good at the choir. <laughs> I was really bad at it. There was a time where you couldn't um, sing. The school, the school choir director recommended that I stop singing. You see, oh. I didn't quite understand as a kid that in a choir you're supposed to like blend yes. all the voices. And yes. So when and please forgive me, but like when I was in first and second grade in the choir, like I thought the point of the choir was to have my voice be uh, louder yeah. than every other voice in the entire choir. <laughs> right. They, we don't no. need to hear them. <laughs> we don't need to hear them. Yeah, no. like whatever. I, uh, I promise. I, I hope I've grown up. I hope I've become more cooperative and friendly. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so when did you start writing music? I, I started writing music, I, I think it was with my sisters when we would, yeah. when we would put on these plays. Um, I, I don't have any of the songs <laughs> saved. I know we wrote them. I know they didn't make any sense. I should ask you, when did you start writing good music? When did I start <laughs> writing good music? My mom says when I got to high school, it became tolerable. <laughs> she didn't have to like oh, wince and smile. You know, she could actually enjoy it. Right. Um, at, at one point, uh, not too long ago, you decided to quit your job at your day job and pursue music full-time. Tell us that story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a really interesting and beautiful story about God's grace and God's goodness and His providence. I uh, was very, while I, ha I had my day job and I was growing increasingly depressed and despondent, uh, I was meeting with my spiritual director every Wednesday for an hour, and we still meet on Wednesdays when I'm in town, and mm -hmm. we do a holy hour of adoration. And mm -hmm. the, the fruit of it was to try to discover what God's call in my life was. Um, and so after about two years, I remember having this very profound experience in adoration. I had, had this dream, and it was Pope John Paul II, and uh, it, was, it was so moving. I was so moved by that dream that I filed my two weeks' notice at you know, my regular job, I, I think that Friday, um, and, and started working at a Mexican restaurant. And the first 40 days, like, I actually have it in the calendar in my diary, and uh, the first 40 days were really, really difficult. Um, I got very sick. I got laryngitis. My car broke down. Um, like, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and just when I was on the point of you know, despair and, and giving up and, you know, really, really confused with, with what God's call in my life was, um, the most amazing experience happened. Uh, a young woman walked into my restaurant. She was with her family, sat at, at my table, and basically said that the Holy Spirit had put it on her heart to send me to a conference. And so uh, I attended that conference, and it just so happened that um, at this conference that she had sent me to, um, a very, very famous music publisher was present. He was excited about the songs that I was writing and wanted to start working with me as a writer. And that opportunity alone wow. uh, gave, gave me so much encouragement and momentum that it completely radically changed my experience as a musician and a songwriter. Okay, so, let me stop you there because it, it is yeah. a story of grace and it's a story of trust. What is the lesson there about how God is acting in your life and, and how about we should speak to strangers in restaurants? <laughs> I'm, it's, it's twofold. The first is be obedient to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it's going to sound really silly. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that for this woman, her name was Melanie, for her to tell me that the Holy Spirit had put it on her heart mm -hmm. to send me a random waitress to a restaurant probably sounded kind of silly. And she didn't know you could sing or anything? No, no. She'd never heard me sing. She'd never heard my songs. She didn't even know if I was a good songwriter. Um, and yet she did that. So, you know, there's, there's that verse in Scripture that says, you know, the cross is foolishness mm 
mm-hmm. to those who are perishing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so one lesson of the two I would say is, like, sometimes it's going to sound really foolish, but that's just how God works. And, mm-hmm. and be obedient and, and don't be afraid to be foolish because mm-hmm. you being foolish could absolutely change the course of someone's life forever. Right. Yeah. Um, the second thing that I would say is the lesson the Holy Spirit's teaching me is at all times, God is prepared to give me uh, the deepest, rightly ordered desire of my heart. Like, my, my ability to follow God's will, like, He's already prepared the path, but the path requires faith. Mm-hmm. And faith isn't sitting and waiting for something to happen. Faith is alive, and it's moving, and it's active. And the walk that God has me on personally right now is this walk of uh, abandonment and trust. So mm-hmm. in prayer, receiving from the Holy Spirit and discerning with my spiritual director what it is that God's asking me to do, and then stepping out and doing something without any assurance, you know, in the material and rational world that it's going to work out, and and just totally putting my faith in Christ. And the amazing thing is, is every single time that we've gone through that process where we've we've prayed about it, we've discerned it, we've we've confirmed through consolation that this is from the Holy Spirit. And then we step out in total foolishness. You know, like I quit my job. I, yeah. uh, you know, I, I put a lot of money on a credit card to, to buy music or something. And, mm-hmm. um, and every time, God in His way radically provides um, to the point where, you know, we're scratching our heads. And, right. and the only answer is all glory and praise to God. Like, how could this happen Amen. without Him? Like, he, he did this. He provided for it. Um, but it required my participation to step out in faith. Mm-hmm. You know, to need the miracle that he could provide. I know what a what a great lesson in in jumping jumping out of the plane without a parachute. <laughs> um, I, I got thirty seconds with you, and I want to ask you about the title of your album, "Sweet Dolor." Yes. And I speak mm-hmm. Spanish, so I know that that means pain or sorrow. Yes. So, where where did you get that title, and why? Um, I'm fascinated by the mystery of redemptive suffering. I'm I'm so fascinated by it, and my process as a musician right now has been one of total desolation and total consolation, just kind of evolving and, and moving mm-hmm. around in a circle. And so Sweet Dolor is, for the first time in my life, as I'm living radical obedience to Christ in this way, um, I've experienced more sorrow and more suffering, more growth in my life in these past two years than I've ever had before. And yet, uh, like Christ, it's, it's, it's become this really, really sweet suffering because it's so redemptive and it's so purifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm getting to this place where I'm beginning, it sounds kind of weird, but it's like I'm beginning to, to fall in love with the passion and fall in love with what it means to unite my sufferings to the sufferings of Christ on the cross. And so rather than suffering being this, this very sad and heavy thing, it's, it's becoming, uh, this, I hate, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's like, I'm, I'm kissing it. It's It's, it's tender and it's sweet and it's beautiful and it's God's mercy. It's a gift too to to have that, um, and I, and I, I hope and I think it's true that a lot of your listeners will get that through the music. Um, Tor, we have so. to we have to leave it there. But it has been so good chatting with you. I'm sure we'll have you <laughs> on the program again. <laughs> um, uh, keep doing what you're doing and, and stay in touch. Okay. Thank you, Deacon Pedro. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. You can find more about Tori Harris. Purchase her music or book her for your event at her website, ToriHarris.com. I'm going to put that link on our site so you can find it easily. Here now is Tori Harris with Less of Me from her new album, Sweet Dolor. Lord, here I stand. He 
Listening to Tori Harris with Less of Me from her album Sweet Dolor. And that concludes this special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. Remember to visit our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Deacon Pedro. I'm stubborn and I'm selfish and I'm weak and I give it all to you.